eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. Let's talk Mackenzie Gore for a second. So, last start against Philadelphia doesn't go well. Mackenzie ends up getting lit up a little bit. And this is going to happen. Progress is not linear. The stuff's nasty. We've talked about him all season long. He looks like, of all their guys, including Gray, you know, he's got the best chance right now to be the number one, pending if they're able to add skeins in the draft or not. But two and two-thirds inning, six hits, seven runs earned, three walks, three strikeouts. Didn't have it against the Phillies on the road at Citizens Bank Ballpark. And you noticed something that you wanted to talk about that we have referenced on the pod earlier this season. At times, we've thought his competitiveness and how angry he gets at himself can be healthy. He's got that kind of Max Scherzer bulldog in him. But sometimes it seems to go a little too far, and really, it's the opposite of Josiah Gray and some of the progress we're talking about him making where he's able to channel things and and not let things bother him. It seems like Mackenzie Gore has kind of gone in the other direction a little bit at times. Yeah, so in that third inning, he struggled to find the strike zone early in the inning. He had a good first inning, kind of worked through, had a single pitch first inning, got through one, two, three. Second inning wasn't too bad either. Third inning, can't seem to find the strike zone, walks the first two guys, I believe both five-pitch walks, and then he ends up getting a ground ball to the first baseman, Dom Smith, who goes to second looking to turn a, I believe, a three-six-one double play but there was no one at first base and it was maybe Mackenzie Gore thought he was going to come home because the bases were loaded, I think, or runners on the corners. Either way, there was a guy on third. Maybe he's thinking Dom Smith is going to come home with the throw, but he doesn't. And there's no pitcher cover in first base. And just listening to Charlie and Dave break it down. They're like, man, you know, it kind of seems like he's letting these walks and these frustrations and these struggles get to him. And we've seen this throughout the season with Mackenzie Gore at times. He'll miss a pitch and he slaps his thigh. And look, there's no problem with this. I love the competitive nature. I'd rather a guy 
be too competitive than not competitive enough. But there also needs to be a maturity that comes along with it where, look, man, you're going up against a good lineup in the Phillies. And sure, sometimes you're going to struggle and miss the strike zone as well. You got to battle through that. You think about being a professional. You know, this is something that, you know, might happen in the minor leagues and you can use as a learning moment. You're a professional now. When you struggle, you have to find a way to work through it. When you're on that mound, you have to find a way. Think of the guys that have come through this organization. Max Scherzer's been shelled before. Steven Strasburg's been shelled before. Doesn't mean that they're just going to mope on the mound and not cover first base on a ground ball to the first baseman. You need to go do your job. You need to be a professional. Even when things aren't going your way, you still have to be a professional baseball player. I think he'll grow from this. I think that Davey's probably going to be hounding him a little bit about it because Davey's already been on him early in the season about being a little too hard on himself and trying to be too perfect. But I think this was an example of, uh, that, that he can learn from, hopefully, but it was a bad example of where the competitiveness and the frustration just went a little too far for my liking. Yeah, and, and I really like when guys take things seriously. I want them to care. You can care in different ways, though. Like, In other words, Ryan Zimmerman cared as much as anybody or more. He never showed it. You know, he, he, he was a duck on a pond. Under the water, his legs are moving a billion miles an hour. But he's just gliding across the top. You don't know that he's angry and he's livid. He doesn't have to break his bat over his knee or throw his helmet down or, you know, chase an umpire around to show that, right? There, there are ways to be a pro even when you are frustrated. But I kind of like, you know, Scherzer runs really hot. You know, he, as an ace, he was out on the mound, and you knew if he got in his way, it was curtains. Mackenzie Gore's got some of that in him. And I think that that's healthy. I think that that's good. That, that There are some number one, like, tendencies that come with that. But to your point, it can't affect your performance. You know, early in Strasburg's career, he used to have a hell of a time, if people remember, like overcoming anything that happened behind him. Bad play behind him, uh, error leads to a run, it, it, crooked number, four-run inning, whatever. You just knew the wheels were about to come off. And eventually that went away. He just kind of grew up and matured and got over it. And I do think that's a big part of pitching. I'm not saying Mackenzie Gore's even on, on that path, but we've seen him kind of get into it in the dugout with Victor Robles, which I didn't hate. You no, know, Robles should have gotten to that ball. But my point is, he seems to run hotter than a lot of guys. And you just need to make sure that that is a positive, not a negative in the middle of your start, to your point. Like, it can't affect you to the point where the task at hand becomes secondary. Or you're uh, distracted, as you said, from maybe carrying out a, a menial task that you've been doing since PFPs. Like, you, you got to just stay locked in. You know, I don't want to go too hard in the paint on a young guy because I, I haven't talked to him about this, or frankly, I haven't even talked to people in the Nats org if this is exactly what's happening. But I know it was brought up on the broadcast, and it, it, it does seem like he just at times is very visibly upset. Whereas you with Josiah Gray, he's probably livid, but you can't tell. He's just kind of out there, and he's still pitching, and he's got that same look on his face. And then you can tell when he gets out of a jam, a la the, the outing against the Phillies, because it's it's a huge celebration. You know it meant something to him. It was really important to him. But right before that, he's a duck on a pond. You want a little more of that stay medium for Mackenzie Gore. But you got to be you, man. I mean, you, you can't you can't try to pretend. I just think it's about learning how to channel your emotions. I think about this all the time watching games. Like, think about it as a fan. You're sitting there, and and like this inning's going terrible. You you, you make a great pitch and a swinging bunt. All right, guy at first. Now you make a great pitch. You saw someone off, bloop shot into the outfield. It's first and second. 
Now you get squeezed on a 3-2 pitch, and it's a walk, and the bases are loaded, nobody out. And I'm sitting there, and I want to throw something in my basement. I mean, can you imagine how this player actually feels? Now you get a ground ball that should be a double play, and it goes off C.J. Abrams' glove, or he throws the ball down the line or whatever, and two runs are in, and you still got two on, and you still don't have anyone out. You've pretty much had a pretty good inning. Like, those types of things are going to happen in this sport. How do you deal? And and I would rather right now, uh, well, I would say almost anyone in the rotation, but, like, certainly Josiah Gray be in that situation than Gore, who just seems to get more bothered. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and I again, we have no issue with him being super competitive. I'd rather have that. It's just about channeling those things and finding a way to make sure it doesn't affect your performance, whether it's your mechanics on the mound, whether it's your pitch location and command, or just doing the fundamentals of covering first base. Those are the things that bother me. I, honestly, I have no issue with him showing some frustration on the mound. We've seen plenty of great pitchers, you know, shout things into their glove because, you know, something happened behind them or something's not going right or they're pounding their you know, thigh or pound the glove or something. I don't care. I love all that stuff because it shows how much you really care and how much you expect out of yourself. I love that but just make sure it doesn't affect your fundamentals and your ability to perform perform on the mound because it's not just you out there. You're also, you know, working with eight other guys on the field and you're really representing the baseball team that you have on your chest. So make sure you do a good job of continuing to be a professional even though it's not going your way that day. All right, real quick, let's look at this uh homestand before we play our Josiah Gray interview for everybody. We mentioned that Ellie De La Cruz and the Cincinnati Reds are at Nats Park. The Reds are one of my favorite teams in baseball right now. I'm a big Andrew Abbott fan, the lefty they've called up from Virginia, who's been unhittable as well. Uh, Matt McClain, another rookie for them, was hitting well over 300 uh, since being called up, has been awesome. It's it's the best young team in the sport. I'm pulling for them to win the NL Central. I just enjoy watching the Reds. But on the other side of a four-game series with Cincinnati, you got the Texas Rangers in town, and I did not see this coming. But this is an unbelievable lineup. They are the best team in the American League West. I will say you're catching them at a good time because they have lost six of nine, I believe, uh, going into the week. But Adolis Garcia has 20 bombs. Their rookie Josh Young has 17 bolts. Uh, Ezekiel Duran has a 300 average and, and an 886 OPS. Jonah Heim was one of the better catchers in the league no one knows about. Has 12, home, 12 homers and is hitting 280. Uh, Marcus Simeon's one of the best second basemen in the league. As an 800 OPS, 11 home runs, and closing in on 10 steals. Corey Seager uh, has not been healthy for the majority of the season, but when he was healthy, had an OPS over 1,000, was hitting 350. Nathaniel Lowe, their, their first baseman, is a pretty well-kept secret out west as well, who's an 800 OPS guy. Uh, Leody Taraveras this year, a 300 average. I mean, you just run through the team so much bat-to-ball, so much power. Uh, with, with Jacob deGrom, who's out for the year, that they could be a World Series favorite, but instead... You know, there's some questions about if Nate Valdi and Andrew Heaney and, and John Gray uh, ha- have enough. And, and Martin Perez in that rotation, like, are they going to run out of gas? Dane Dunning, who's a former Nats first-round pick, they traded 
to the White Sox in the Lucas Giolito deal for Adam Eaton. It has been a really good year. He's seven and one with a two six, 80 innings, not a lot of strikeouts, but a two twenty eight average against this year. Uh, so this is a fun team. So you got two teams coming to town that are among the better stories in the two leagues. This is as good a homestand as I can remember in a while at Nats Park in terms of the opposition. Yeah, I'm excited to watch both of these teams with the Rangers. It's cool to see them doing well because last year when they put that team together, I thought, okay, they got a good lineup. Maybe they'll be good, but the pitching kind of held them back. This year they've gotten pitching from some unlikely guys like John Gray's really taken a step forward, struggled a little over the last couple of weeks. Same thing with Uvalde. He's been a good pitcher throughout his career, but he kind of took a step forward this year. Again, kind of taking a step back over the last couple of weeks, but they've been really good this year. And look, man, there's one team coming into town calling themselves America's team, and I can deal with this one. The other America's team I still cannot stand, and I hope that they lose every single game. I can get on board with America's team being the Cincinnati Reds. I like watching them. Obviously, Ellie De La Cruz headlines everything, but like you mentioned, all the young guys that they got on their baseball team, you kind of forget that they got a former rookie of the year and Jonathan India on that team too, a very likable guy. They're a fun team to watch, so I'm excited to see them in Nats Park. Yeah, should be a blast, and hopefully you guys get out to one of the games on this homestand.